The Bulls have three seconds to try a shot and try to win the game. This is the Notebook Wagering Podcast. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! Unbelievable. Coming to you from the betting deck. Don't believe what I just saw. Here are your hosts. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Notebook Wagering Podcast. Uh, we took a little week off. We're back at it this week, and we're getting into winding down summer a little bit. We're going to get into the, the uh, topic everybody loves, football. So we're back on football talk. We're going to start with a little college this year. And what better conference to start with a breakdown than the power conference? No, no, not the SEC. We're talking where we're all from. Little Big Ten football this week. I got Smitty with us and J Cam tonight. He's uh, out in parts unknown again. So, boys, J Cam, what's going on? Well, it is hot as balls here in Pittsburgh. Uh, I was outside earlier and sweating my butt off. So, it is the midst of summer. So, what better time to talk about the fall sport of football than right now? But hey, there's a lot of conferences still. And, uh, I guess you could literally say it's the end of the world as we know it, because next year is going to look completely different from so many perspectives. So let's enjoy this one last year, college football, as we knew it. Yeah, I'm excited. Let's dive into it here. I got all the animals around me. The one dog snoring really loud. So if you hear that, what can you do about it? But I'm ready. I'm going to try to irritate Penn State fans. I'm going to praise Michigan football. And that's what I do every year. So let's get after it. Uh, Well, Smitty, I might join you except I might irritate Michigan fans and um, the Hoosier state might really despise me as well, (laughs) but I think they might be asking for it. So what we're going to do is we're going to break down the big 10. We're going to start in the West, go bottom to top for what we have. I wrote down the uh, rivers, uh, all their team win totals over odds. We'll go from there. And without further ado, big 10 breakdowns in the notebook wagering crew. This is going to be quick for a first couple teams because we don't have much to talk about. Let's start out on my board. I have the number seven team in the West, the Northwestern Wildcats. Looking like a tough year for Pat Fitzgerald. Uh, their win total predicted at four. <laughs> Sorry, Northwestern. I am actually going to go under the four. I actually have them predicted as three and nine. Not only are they down on talent, they lost, I believe, six, 22 Letterman, uh, they do have 14 returning starters, but I think it's just a bad year. Um, looking to rebuild, rebound, and they also have a really tough schedule with some Miami of Ohio, Southern Illinois in there. So, sorry, Northwestern, three and nine for me. JK, not so fast, my friend. I actually like Northwestern to get over the four here. As the team kind of caught my attention when I was reviewing this again today. Um, you know, Pat Fitzgerald probably gets too much credit, but this is a situation where Pat Fitzgerald comes through pretty well. Like you said, they return a lot of starters. A lot of teams as we go through this are down to like less than 10 returning starters. I think Northwestern has 14. They've got a returning quarterback. Kalinsky who has a recruiting pedigree. He hasn't played to it. Um, you know, I look at the schedule. I think the non-conference is gettable. And Miami of Ohio is probably the one that's kind of a coin flip game. I think they're better than Duke. I think they're better than Southern Illinois. So that's three wins right there. So I only need two wins out of the whole Big Ten schedule. They play tough. They play physical. They usually don't shoot themselves in the foot whenever they're actually decent on offense. So I, I like them over the four here. I will take them over. The Smitty, what do you got? Yeah, this is a tough team. I mean, I love the head coach. They only they didn't not a lot of big plays last year. You know, didn't score a lot of points in um, conference play. Quarterback really needs to improve. They better, they really got to get better play out of the quarterback position. The biggest thing on defense was they just could not stop the run last year. Gave up a lot. You know, secondary is supposed to be their strength this year. You know, Jason said, now first game, they have Nebraska coming in. That might be one of the biggest games of the year right away. They can get that game. Then you have a shot maybe with like Matt said, with this over with four, you're going to maybe push it. I see Duke. Duke's not going to be a good team. Southern Illinois, you should get. Miami of Ohio, okay, a MAC team. I haven't dove into that yet, so maybe I have to dive in to see they're where good. they're at. They're good. Okay, they're good. 
Other than that, I'm struggling, Jason, to see where they're going to win in the Big Ten. I just don't see it. I think if you're going to play this, I'd be probably taking the under here. The worst thing is a push, but Northwestern's not going to be very good. That first game is in Dublin in Ireland. It's actually a neutral site. Oh, that's in Ireland. Okay, thank you. Okay. So I will I will call the fourth win will be definitely be Illinois at home in the uh, Land of Lincoln trophy game. And I will call this right now. Take them with the points against Ohio State uh, in that game. They will not win that wow. game. They're close, but they're going to get like 30, and they'll definitely cover. Wow. Listener, listeners, the heat has gotten the J-cam early. I was going to say, someone's been sniffing glue in the parking lot. One in four ATS last five after Penn State. There you go. All right. We're going we're, – we're, we're going to keep trucking on. Uh, number six team I have in the West is – the Fighting Illini, Illinois, the Rivers total over under is four and a half. I'm going to start out with a bang here. I'm going to go these. This team also is not going over four and a half. I have this team at three and nine. They have probably I don't want to I don't want to rip on any kids, college kids. I think it's probably the worst quarterbacking situation in the Big Ten right now. Their schedule out of conference is Wyoming, Chattanooga. OK, you're going to get Chattanooga. Um, but that, that's not even a guarantee. Wyoming, not a guarantee. Virginia, that's an L. I don't, I don't know how they get over four and a half. Maybe Brett Bielham, a butthead from the 1980s show, will turn this ship around. But uh, no thanks. I'm going to pass on the Illini under four, four and a half. I don't know. I think this is going to be close. I think, I think it's going to be four or five because I, I trust Bielema. Now, everyone's seen what they're going to do. And they lost a lot of th- things. Actually, the, the talent that Lovey left them actually did very well with his schemes, and a lot of that's moved on. So I, I see what you're talking about. The quarterback situation is actually the second worst one in the Big Ten. I will tease what the worst one is because it's on a good team. Um, yeah, I think it's rebuilding time for Bielema. Like I said, the guys he got left actually fit what he wanted to do. They had the crazy nine-man line formations against Penn State. They had a lot of stuff to go right for them to be as good as they were last year. That stuff's going to regress. So, yeah, I can see under four and a half. But I think that line's, like, perfect. I don't think it's value either side. I could see it being a four-win season or a five-win season easily. Yeah, they just missed the bowl game last year. I mean, I thought they played extremely well. You know, the Penn State game was one of the funniest games that nobody could score, I think, in OT, if I'm correct on that, last year. You know, coordinator, new coordinator came in. Transfer out of Syracuse is in. I, I think it's uh, the DeVito Tommy DeVito, I think, is in from Syracuse to quarterback. I really liked the running backs last year. I thought they pounded the ball well. The coach wants to run the ball. Defense was okay last year. I think they're going to be okay this year. On my book, Matt, I had four and a half, two minus 130. So a little bit going like, hey, take the over here on this. I think it's going to be close. I think it's right at four, maybe five. I don't think this is a bad bet. I like where this program is heading with the coach. I like how they pound the ball. I'm not, they, I didn't think the kid was great at Syracuse, but you know, they got it. They got to upgrade a little bit at quarterback. I think it's a close, it's not, it's not going to be a play for me or anything. I'd, I'd probably say, I'd probably say take a chance with the over on this team and take five wins. I think they can get to five wins this year. And for you fishing people out there, I'm going to hold that rod and reel, dangle that lure in front of these guys for these overs. Man, not buying them. All right. Uh, number five team in the West. Here's where I get a little I'm not confused. I really don't know how to break it down. I have a log jam on the next four to five teams. Uh, so I'm going to throw Purdue in next. And I don't really want to throw Purdue in next, but I'm going to. Last year, nine and four. Third win total is over seven and a half. I don't think they get there either. This is a team, uh, I know they're kind of high on Aiden O'Connell, but he is a walk-on. I do like Jeff Brom at coach. I don't know how they're going to sneak out eight wins with their schedule. Indiana State probably, FAU, Maryland, squeak in Illinois, Northwestern. That only puts you at four, Indiana five. And after that, then it gets tough. Uh, they're going up to Syracuse. That's not a guarantee. Their schedule's kind of weak, though. They miss Ohio State. But I'm still going to lean under the seven and a half Purdue. I actually have them at six and six. Jay Kim? Yeah, that's what it looks like to me. Um, I think three and oh in non conference. So you're basically looking for four and a half wins in that Big Ten schedule. And it is tough because um, the home games aren't easy, uh, except for maybe Northwestern. And the road games, 
you know, not that bad. They miss Ohio State and Michigan, so that gives them a little bit of a chance. So they're not playing the two best from the East. Um, I think last year was their year. You know, I actually picked them to win the West as kind of the surprise team. I think it was very similar to this year where you have kind of a lump of teams. Um, but they're missing all the stars now. Like Karloftis is gone. Bell's gone. I think they really did it. It was a nice team last year. It was good momentum, but they just don't have the guys. I, I don't think they're going to be bad. I think Brom's actually building that program up. They're recruiting pretty well, and the quarterback position is loaded. But, you know, they're just going to take a step back because they just don't have anyone who can kind of be, like, the focus of the offense or defense like they did last season. So, yeah, I would actually take them under 7.5, but it's going to be close enough. I don't see any value here. The one thing I do like, it probably, if you're going to bet a total, I'd rather just bet the money line against Penn State to kick off the season. I think that's a good spot for them. I actually think that's going to shift their season one way or the other if they win that game. Yeah, this is a great team. You know, they're coming off a nine and four. They what a great bowl game last year. They, that game against Tennessee, man. That was I think I had Tennessee in that, and that was just high scoring. You know, the thing O'Connell, the quarterback's not bad. Doesn't turn the ball over. Threw for you know like three thousand yards, twenty eight touchdowns. Couldn't run the ball last year. I think that's going to be another concern this year. Jason said they lost their stars. They lost their wide receiver. They lost their best defensive player. I think that's an issue. Offensive line could be an issue. If you can't run the ball, you know, that's great. In the Big Ten, you got to be able to throw a little bit, but man, you got to pound the ball a little bit. And this guy likes to roll it. There's no doubt. I mean, he'll, he'll really push the envelope with some plays and everything like that. I agree with Jason. You know, I'm going to come back when we talk about Penn State. That's a tricky spot for Penn State in the first game of the year. I don't care who that is going into Purdue first, you know, I think it's a Friday night game. I think it's going to be a tight game. We'll dive into that in a little bit, Matt, this is a team you're saying I'm jumping on all the overs. I had them win total seven and a half on my book. Even I think the best they can do is seven and a half. I think, or seven, excuse me, seven and five. I'm looking at the line seven and five. So I'm going to take an under here with Purdue. I just don't see it. I don't think they have enough. I, could they get Penn State the first week? I think they can. I think they're going to be short of this. I would take the under with the Purdue Boilermakers this year. All right. So here's where we get into a big cluster F. I have the next four teams all in my initial breakdown going seven and five. And that's Nebraska, Wisconsin, Minnesota, Iowa. So I'm going to take the team that I feel least confident in. It's nothing with Smitty or J-Cam's notes. I'm going to throw Wisconsin next, and here's why. They went four last year. They only have eight returning starters. Now, they're going to play great defense again. They're they're really high rated on the D-line and their linebackers. They can still run the ball, of course. You know they have the the big hogs up front. So Paul Chris is probably going to grind out another it's potentially eight wins. The big, the river's odds is eight and a half, but I'm going to go under. I think they're going to get to eight this year. I think this is an eight and four squad this year at best. I actually have them seven and five. I see a stumble somewhere out there. I'm not sure where their first three games should be cakewalks, Illinois state, Washington state, New Mexico state. Then we'll see what they really are against Ohio state. They should get some good gear up for that one. Jake, Ken, what do you have on the Badgers? Yeah, I agree. I mean, I thought last year's team was kind of that way. And I thought they actually kind of overperformed a little bit because the offense was just terrible. Graham Burris is terrible. Um, you know, I don't know how much time he has this year before they make a change. I just don't know if they have anybody behind them who's actually better than he is. Um, they're going to have to play so Wisconsin football this year to be good because it's all offensive line running backs. The wide receivers are terrible. And like I said, the quarterback has just not been good ever, um, maybe since his freshman year um, before he got injured. The defense, everybody left. There's only three guys left. They kept their nose guard, and that's a key. Like, he keys their whole defense because basically their, their front three just takes up blocks. And so they have a, a guy who's going to be a pro NFL player up there. You know, they're real creative with what they do with blitzes and stuff. They're going to have to this year because they really don't have anyone off the edge. A lot of their sacks came from the two inside linebackers who went to the NFL. So, yeah, I think it's a transition year. I mean, you got Bobby Ingram calling plays, which he's never done before. Um, you know, you have the special teams guy and the defensive guy still there, but you know, you look at the schedule cupcakes to start with the non-conference and, you know, on the road against Ohio state, Michigan state, Iowa, Nebraska, that's not going to be easy. So I like the under here. I really think this is the kind of a step back year for them where they kind of figure out where they're at with Paul Christ. 
But I think it's a year that they got to figure it out with him. What kind of coach is this guy? Now, like Jason said, Bobby Ingram comes in. A lot of new coaches on the offensive side, on the staff overall. What are you going to get out of Mertz? That's the big thing. Doesn't really go downfield. Eight touchdowns, six INTs. Great running back. Allen is very good. But, you know, the thing you always think about Wisconsin is great offensive line. The offensive line has been average, maybe a little bit above average the last couple of years. But they got to now they brought Ingram in to really like change it up and try to get it up to not playing Tecmo Bowl and throwing a fullback up the middle every play, what they used to do. So let's see what they're going to do. Great defensive coordinator. Defense should be good. They did lose a lot of starters, but I still think they're going to be good. Easy first couple weeks. They get Purdue at home, October 22nd. They got to go to Iowa, though. But here's the thing about the Big Ten. Whoever made up the Big Ten when they really started this, you put the three best teams in the same conference. Because this, 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 this division is a joke what we're talking about we're going to really dive into this there's i mean we've talked about how many teams right now there's not really one good team you two aren't even high on this team right now i think my book has the juice over eight and a half i think they get to nine wins i think they get to nine wins it's not going to be a pretty nine wins i think they get there because this side of the conference and the whatever you want division or whatever is just not that good it's not a very confident. I don't know if I'd play it, but I think they'll get nine wins. It's going to be ugly. It's not pretty football. The other side's a lot better. Smitty, how dare you compare the Big Ten West to the SEC East? You will. You, <laughs> you're going to be mad at you. Absolutely. All right. So just because I have these four teams lumped together, I'm going to drop another team down this year. I think Iowa is the next team on my list. I think they're also due to fall back. It's Kurt Ferentz's 24th year. They had a great year last year, 10 and four. They came out of the West as the chance. I don't see it this year. They do have 14 returning starters. When you break down their offensive rankings this year out of 13 teams, this is what comes on the big board. Quarterback, 11. Running back, 11. Receivers nine, offensive line a seven, and then the bright spot. You have the defense. Uh, D lines rated the second best. Linebackers the first. DBs the second. They're gonna have to take a page out of Wisconsin football and really grind this out. And somehow, I think they get to seven wins. But again, for me, that is their ceiling. I can't see this team winning more than that. But Smitty just brought it up. The, the point, the equalizer, is that horrible West Division which gives them some opportunity, although they're beating up on each other and they're out of, they're out of conference schedule this year is not too bad. Uh, South Dakota state win, Iowa state, huge team that's in for a down year. That's a win. I don't know much on the wolf pack. They get Rutgers. They're probably going to start out four and oh, and then they get into the meat. So let's see what Ferens can pull off. Jake, what do you got? Yeah. So when I was hinting at the worst quarterback situation in the Big Ten, I think this is the worst quarterback situation in the Big Ten. I think Spencer Petras is terrible. Um, and I think, you know, the rest of the team's solid around him, but they're not great. Like, you know, I think the defense is overrated. I think they had a lot of turnover luck last year. They covered up a lot of things. Penn State, in the first half of that game, went up and down the field on them. Like, other teams that had decent offenses did. If you look at these Big Ten West teams, all their defenses look good because of the points per game they allowed. Well, it's because all the offenses are terrible on that side of the league. So, I mean, when you saw them match up against some of the teams from the East, you know, they got kind of run. So, yeah, I agree. It's it's a team that they do what they do, and everything kind of fits the scheme, and guys develop within the scheme. But there's no exceptional players out there. Rodley Moss might be all Big Ten as a corner, but what's that guy going to be, a seventh-round draft pick in the NFL, even though he's been, like, all Big Ten three years in a row? I mean, he's his own corner who plays off. Like, they're a very predictable team. I don't understand why teams don't take advantage of that predictability. It's only because they're so solid in the scheme, I guess, they can survive. But it's going to catch up to them one of these years. I think it's starting to catch up to Wisconsin, just like Maddie alluded to, picking them a little fourth. And I think Iowa's in the same boat. I think it's finally, you know, Nebraska and some of these other teams are starting to out-recruit these guys. And I think this is a transition year. Yeah, you know, a lot of books have this at seven and a half. My book has this at six and a half. Now, six and a half, the overs minus 120. I would probably take the over in it, but if you get seven and a half with some of these books, I was at six and six or seven and five. I, you know, 
Etris, the quarterback, he's 13-6 as a starter. But that's like Jay Barker back in the day. And I love Jay Barker back in the day at Alabama. He just would win games. It wasn't pretty, but he'd win. But the thing with Iowa, they're not, they're not doing anything. It goes back to what we have been saying. Same thing. You lost your best center. Uh, the running back's gone. The running back numbers weren't fantastic. If you really dive in and you look at stuff, uh, they didn't score a ton of points last year. Uh, the line really offensive line, you know, you look at Wisconsin and Iowa and you're like, man, they just beat people up. Well, if you really dive into it, they really haven't over the last couple of years. They're not doing what they usually do. Defense should be okay. Now, the first game, I have South Dakota State. If you look at South Dakota State, they're a pretty good football team. There's always a tricky team that goes in and like knocks somebody off week one. Well, I'll tell you what. If you get me, I don't know what the line is in this, but if you give me a line in this and it's a decent line, I might take a shot with uh, South Dakota State. They they were pretty good last year, supposed to be good this, uh, this upcoming year. Iowa State's always tricky. They lost a lot. They're at Purdue. You know, they're at Ohio State. They get Wisconsin at home. They get Michigan at home. But six and a half, mm, man, might take a chance at that. But I have them overall seven and five, six and six. I think they're going to be right there. So if you get them at a seven and a half, I, that's an underplay for me for sure. I, I just don't see this team being that fantastic. Good stuff. All right. So typically we, we talk about Iowa and Wisconsin as the top two in the West. But uh, we have a shakeup here. I, I think the next team, Minnesota, might be the surprise team. I might be out on the limb here. Uh, the river's over under is at seven. I think that is the correct number. This is the third team I have at seven and five. They have one, only one preseason Big Ten guy coming back. Uh, they do have probably the best, well, no, I'm sorry, uh, the second best running back in the Big Ten in Muhammad Ibrahim. This team, though, just goes completely opposite of the last two we talked about. This team is going to have to go offense. Their defense is really, really bad. They're going to have to win shootouts this year. This is going to be a team to look at for some potential overs when they get a nice matchup. Their schedule starts out fantastic. New Mexico State, Western Illinois, and a really down Colorado team should get out of the gate 3-0. Then they get Michigan State, Purdue, Illinois, Penn State, Rutgers, Nebraska, Northwestern, Iowa, Wisconsin. 7-5, and five, I think they nailed it here on the over-under. If I had to make a play, I'm going to go over – don't like it, not confident in it, but I don't think they're going to go under. My guess is they actually end up seven and five. Yeah, I mean, I think I think their defense is better than you give them credit for because it was really good last year. Nobody really saw that coming, and they, I think they were the most run-heavy non-wishbone uh, team in Division One like football. So they were actually kind of protecting that defense a little bit, and the defense played up to it. But some of those guys have moved on. Tanner Morgan's back for his 18th season at quarterback, so it's nice to have him back. <laughs> but they did – so this is kind of like the opposite of Purdue. They have their stars back. Ibrahim returns back from the ACL. Altman Bell is an NFL guy on the outside. Um, they used the transfer portal to reinforce the offensive line, which moved on to the NFL. So, like, he's up, – Fleck has upgraded a lot of things. He's upgraded the talent level in this program. He's upgraded his face. Um, so it's been a big offseason for them. Uh, I like this team too, Matty. This was actually the team I was going to pick to win the Big Ten West at plus 450 in DraftKings I saw. Um, so apparently I'm not shocking you with that pick. Um, I think the biggest thing is they've got some tough road games. they got to go to Sparty, to Penn State, to Nebraska, and to Wisconsin. They need to split at least two of those, cover the over, and probably win the Big Ten West. I think they're capable, but that's not a place where they've won a lot of games. They're really tough in Minnesota. They're not so great on the road. I'm right with you guys on this team. You know, I think it's an easy 3-0 start. You get the running back back. Stud, I had him on my fantasy team, one of my fantasy teams, and he gets hurt and he's gone for the year. That was a killer. Really good back. The offensive line, to me, diving into this team, though, it's a little bit of a question mark. Defensive line scares me a little bit. Secondary's not bad. Wide receiver, like Jason said, Bell is a really good uh, player quarterback's been there forever. I love the head coach. He's one of my favorites. I think the players buy into a system. The key game is October 1st against Purdue. I think if you're going to take it, I'm looking at an eight and four, 
year. My book has seven and a half. This is a team I think I'm going to take a bet on. I did a couple last year um, and I was pretty successful. This is a team I think I'm going to take a chance and get the eight and four and get the winner over the seven and a half. I like Minnesota. I think they're a pretty good football team. Take the over. Good stuff. All right. Last team in the West for me, the Nebraska Cornhuskers. I think the black shirts may finally be back. Scott Frost seems like he's been there forever and just been taking an ass whipping. It is his fifth year there. Last year they went three and nine. We talked off air. We, Jason and I feel this team may have the most talent out there in the West. They're really good on defense. They have two first teamers, uh, all big 10 and Garrett Nelson and Luke Reimer. I think that's enough in that crappy division. The rivers uh, over under is eight. I'm going to take a flyer here. I have Nebraska to win the big 10 West. And I do think they get to eight, but I think they're eight and four. I think with their soft schedule, Northwestern, North Dakota, Georgia Southern, out of the gate, they go 3-0. and Then they have that old rivalry coming to, to town, and it's Oklahoma, Indiana, Rutgers, Purdue. I think they can actually be 6-1 and when they get to Illinois, should be 7-1. and And then they just have to split down the end with Minnesota, Michigan, Wisconsin, Iowa. Go 2-2, two and two, you get your nine wins, you get your over. I'm higher on Nebraska. I hate saying it because I'm not a fan and ha- never have been. Bring, bring back the old Tommy Armstrong days for me. Give me some wishbone. Uh, that's it, guys. I'm, I'm a little higher on Nebraska than I like to be in my own mind. I mean, th- this was the best team in the Big Ten West last year, if you look at the stats. Like, they lost to everybody close. They outgained their opponents by the most yards of all teams. Like, it was ridiculous that they went three and nine. It was almost, like, statistically improbable that they could even pull that off. Like, I think – I heard on another podcast that they held Michigan state to no first downs in the second half and somehow lost that game. Like that's just kind of the tale of how their season went. I mean, the problem is with frost is like, he needs to tighten up the little things like, and that's why they're losing these games. They're the worst special teams team in the big 10 for the last couple of seasons. So they went out and they got a really good kicker and they got, I think the best FCS punter to kind of address that. And they even added a special teams coach, which, you know, who would have thought that that would actually help your special teams. Um, Turnovers have been a problem for this team. They have given up more turnovers than like not minus in the turnover category six of the last seven years. And, you know, that's something that needs to improve. Now, Thompson, the transfer from Texas is going to play quarterback. They no longer have a quarterback named Martinez. I know it's been a long time since that was the case. Um, and the problem with Adrian Martinez, he's a good player, but he was very turnover prone. He was basically a chaos factor on the field. Hopefully they can normalize that. They can actually just play some more solid football, kind of eliminate all that lost yardage, all those lost turnovers. And that's going to convert into wins. They, Like I said, you look at the recruiting pedigree on all these kids. This is the most talented team in the Big Ten West. So the schedule plays really nicely for them. Like it's a good, like alternating soft team, good team, almost all the way through to the end when they get uh, Iowa and um, Wisconsin, which is going to make or break their season. So I like them here. I think they're going to have some pretty solid momentum. I think they can beat Oklahoma on the 17th in Lincoln. So uh, I think this is this is the team I will be batting on as a Big Ten West champ. I think you're getting them at a good price of plus 380 right now at DraftKings. Yeah, it's a big year for Scott Frost. Zero winning seasons, 15-29 overall. They lost 10 out of 11 against Wisconsin, Iowa, Minnesota. A lot of close losses, like you guys said, three and nine, a lot in single digits last year. A lot of new coaches brought in. Uh, the pit... Um, was it the offense coordinator? Mark Whipple, yeah. Yeah, Whipple came. Casey Thompson, guy out of Texas there now. Problem is, offensive line, I think, still a dumpster fire. And that was the problem with Martinez, ran for his life. I don't see it getting any better. I don't know. I mean, I defense, uh, linebacker should be good. Defense should be okay. Secondary could be a question mark diving into this. Jason said special teams, this one of the biggest disasters was this. They brought in some guys, should maybe clear that up a little bit. I just don't know if this guy can win here. I don't know. I'm sorry. I'll take Minnesota over this team. There are seven and a half. I'm going seven and five, six and six. I just don't see it. I, I think they're running for their life. I don't like the offensive line. I think... I think they'll be okay, but 
I'm sorry, I'll take Minnesota over uh, Nebraska in this side of the division here. Uh, I'm, I'll, I'd go under. I'd go under. All right, I also want to do a quick shout-out. A uh, little rest in peace, Marion Barber, as well, when we are talking about Minnesota. So let's jump to the East. little East feast here in the Big Ten. Uh, sorry, Rutgers, but this is probably going to be quick. Uh, Greg Shono, you, you can reach out to us if you want. I'll, I'll give you, uh, I'll give you a, actually an A plus last year for getting this team to five and eight. I think they actually take two steps back this year. The river is over under odds. The team wins is four. I actually lean under. I hate to say it. I have three and nine written down. I don't know where they get any wins other than Wagner. Maybe a dogfight with Indiana, and then they're going to have to scratch with Temple. After that, I think they're going to get smoked bad. I think they start out at Boston College. That's no good. I don't have anything good to say about this team, and I don't want to be a Debbie Downer, so I'll pass it off to you guys. Sorry, Rutgers. I, well, I, I'm a Debbie Downer. I think that this is the same thing kind of like Illinois, where uh, the coach inherited a better roster probably than people gave it credit for coached it way better than the previous coach did. And they, you know, they had a nice season out of it. I think this is that step back year when you start to play your own kids and you've lost those guys that were there, especially with the COVID having all these experienced players that have kind of flushed out of all these systems right now. Um, For Rutgers, I mean, the the quarterback has a decent recruiting pedigree. I think he was like the seventh best quarterback the year he came out. Um, You know, Shiano's built up some lines. He's winning New Jersey recruiting battles a little bit. It's, it's coming along. So it's going to take some time. I agree that the four total, it's rough to see where they upset somebody, but I, they get Iowa at home before Michigan in September. I think that's a game they might scare the heck out of Iowa. I mean, I don't Spencer Petras on the road, like on a Saturday in New Jersey. I, I would not be afraid to take the points there. I would not be afraid to sprinkle the money line on that one. That might be the shock win that they get. Shiana will get one surprise win. And it's probably going to be either Iowa or Penn state, which kills me. But, um, and he also gets Michigan coming off Sparty, but I don't think that they have a prayer in that one. They might cover, but they definitely won't win. But he'll get one of those two games. I will call it right now. He, they will be either Iowa or Penn State at home, but it's still probably going to be that win to get him to four. I don't like a total here, but I do think the program's going in the right direction. I think he's actually doing a really good job of actually pulling New Jersey back into Rutgers. Well, he's 5-13 and 13 in conference. I think he's a good coach. I like the guy. I think he's okay. Defense is a major question. I'm not going to spend a lot of time. I have him three and nine. I take the under. And Perfect. Jason might become more of a hated uh, Penn State, uh, saying that Rutgers might beat Penn State than me. So hey, I, I, I'm glad Jason said coming that. Coming off so Maryland you. right before Sparty, it's a great sandwich spot in the, the deads of New Jersey. It's oh, hated. <laughs> Don't worry, Rutgers fans. You always have the rack for basketball. We love you for it. All right, uh, the number six team in the East. I have the Indiana Hoosiers. Uh, Rivers over under four and a half team wins. Man, give me under all day. I tend to, sorry, Hoosiers. Uh, two and 10 is looking really probable here. I think three and nine is the better number to get. You draw Illinois, a rival right out of the gate. Idaho. Okay, I'll give you a win with Idaho. Western Kentucky. I'm not giving you anything there. Nope. Cincinnati, nope. I think you're going to have a dogfight with Maryland at home and then Rutgers on the road, and I think you're going to lose your last four. This is going to be a bad year. A uh, little talent deficient there in in uh, Indiana with Coach Tom Allen, his sixth year. Twelve returning starters. I'll keep it quick. Under for me. All day, kind of an easy play. Team wins. Yeah. I mean, you know, four and a half is better than four, but man, it's really hard to see four. I, if you look at how we were talking about this team last year at this time to where they are now, it is like stunning. There's nothing there. That offense is gone. Michael Penix is playing in another school. He's like, it's like, there's no one even hang your hat on the wide receivers that were good. I don't know what happened to them. They're gone. Like they have two offensive linemen returning that are both terrible. And like the secondary is good. And that's literally it. So yeah, under four, it's, it's a shocking how, I guess this is tough to win in Indiana and just kind of proves it out. You just can't recruit well enough to keep good for a long time. Yeah. I love the head coach. I mean, the guy seemed like he had it heading in the right direction. And like Jason just said, like what happened here? You know, I went to the game last year at uh, Penn state 
and they just couldn't do anything. I mean, their offense is bad. They brought the kid in from Missouri, uh, quarterback, uh, and offensive line was bad last year. Reading, diving into it, I don't see where it's getting any better. If you don't have a good offensive line, you're done. And this team, to me, does not have a good offensive line. Defense gave up a ton of points in the Big Ten. I, I My book has it at four, minus 105. I'll tell you, I have them three and nine. I take the under. I don't see it. I, I just, no, sh- no shot there. Really a head scratcher because I think it's a really good head coach, but it's what's Indiana known for. It's not football. It's basketball. They're not even good at that. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Maybe baseball now. <laughs> Maybe baseball. Sorry, I had to throw that jab in there. All right, let's roll on. Fifth team in the East, the Maryland Terrapins. Uh, Coach Mike Loxley, his fourth year there. Good record last year. I was shocked when I dug in. Uh, they pulled off a seven and six. However, take two steps back, Terrapins. Um, you do have a gamer at quarterback. You got Tulia T- Tagovailoa. I-, I think he is good enough to sneak you a win in there. But the Rivers over under is five and a half. I think their number is going to be five and seven. I don't see a bowl game for these guys. Buffalo, Charlotte, SMU out of the gate. I think they'll stumble on one of those. And then after that, I'm not sure where we're going to find the five to six wins. Maybe Indiana, Northwestern, and Rutgers to finish the season. But that's that's if everybody's healthy, these guys are playing up to it if they know they're not even going to go to a bowl game they just don't have good skill players uh their offense should be decent but their defense is going to be really bad and i think that's going to cost them a ton this year i i disagree i'm high on this team i'm not high on them enough to like win anything but i think they're actually i think the offense is really good and i don't think there's a lot of great offenses in this conference so i think that they might be able to just outscore people um, and play a game kind of like Purdue does, right? Where people just aren't familiar with playing that kind of game in the Big Ten and don't really know what to do when the, the score gets over 30 points. Um, I, the offense, I think, is going to be really good. You know, the only thing I, I have to block out is that Mike Loxley's the head coach. Like, I'm, I'm just looking at the roster. I'm looking at the talent. I'm forgetting who the head coach is because that guy just finds a way to screw stuff up. But he's recruiting pretty well there. The defense is bad. It needs to be better. It needs to be at least mediocre for them to get really far with this. Um, I like the over six. At the non-conference, I think they go 3-0. and I don't think SMU – SMU is kind of down a little bit. Buffalo, same way. Charlotte, building up. Um, Northwestern, Rutgers, winnable home games. So that's five right there. I think they can get two out of the other six games. So, I, I, at least – so, I think – yeah, I'm going to take them over six. That's really it, though. I think they're just going to outscore people. They're going to play a different style of football. They, they literally have no tight ends. So, it's going to be all air. I'll, I'll tag Villalova. So, yeah, give me the Terps plus. I'll be a positive on them, even though I really don't like them. You know, the problem with Maryland is they can score, like both of you have said. But when they get in a big game, like two years ago, we I went to the Penn State game down here, and everyone was fired up for that game. Penn State beat them like 98 nothing. Last year, I went to the Penn State-Indiana game Friday night. We turned it on TV, and they played a Friday night game. I would, I think, beat them by like 98 points. They can never win the big game because they're just not that good. I, I, I agree with Jason. I think they're going to be fun on offense. I think they're going to score. They got a lot of speed. They got a good transfer, uh, Copeland out of Florida, uh, mm-hmm. coming in at wide receiver. Quarterback, like Matt said, is very talented. But again, in big games, he throws a ton of picks sometimes. Defense is a train wreck. I think the guy's recruiting great. I don't know how great of a coach he is. Are they going to be fun to watch? I think they're going to be high-scoring games. Take the over in a lot of the Maryland games this year. I have them going 6-6. Six and six. All right. I'm going to flip the switch. Here we go. Drum roll. Time for drama. Uh, just by me putting this team at fourth in the East, we're going to kick off some fireworks here. No. I have the Penn State and the Lions as the fourth team in the east side of the conference. Sorry, J Cam. I can't I can't help you here this year. You can you can fire away all you want. Seven and six last year, James Franklin, guys making boo-coo bucks his ninth year. My problem with this team is they're weak in the trenches. And you cannot be weak in the trenches in the Big Ten. 
O-line, no good. D-line, which they're normally really known for and having those big linebackers speed off the end. I don't see it this year. I think their back end is okay. Clifford is good enough to get a, an additional win in there. But I think their conference, out-of-conference schedules, tough too. Ohio's feisty. You have to go to Auburn. Central Michigan's feisty. They do draw a couple cupcakes. Northwestern uh, at Indiana. That could be a dogfight, though. Maryland, and then you're at Rutgers. Look out, November 19th. Sorry to be uh, not on your side because you and I seem to typically line up, but I'm down on the Nittany Lions this year. Give me them eight and four at best. The Rivers odds have them over eight and a half. I'm going to take the under this year. I'm not down. I'm not disagreeing with you as much. That I'm a little more down on Sparty, I think, than you are. So that's the only reason why I would have us at three. Um, no, I think you hit on all the right points. Like, you, it, what's really kind of scary is now you, you've lost Brett Pry to um, Virginia Tech. He's the head coach there, your defensive coordinator you've had for a long time. And that's the one unit that they can, could rely on to be pretty good most of the time. Struggled against the top end teams a little bit, but that might be just more scheme than anything. Yeah. Um, but now you got Manny Diaz, who's just as much of a wild card as James Franklin is. So you just got, you basically have a team here that can beat anybody in the country and then go on the road at, no, go at home the next week and lose to Illinois. Cause we literally saw that happen. Hey, I hit plus one plus 1100 money lines. So I really couldn't be too bad. Um, <laughs> it, that's what you look, you just have like the biggest variance team that probably in all the um, power five, because they have talent. You can see that in the NFL draft. You know who had the most guys drafted out of the NFL last year out of the Big Ten? Penn State, who went seven and six. Doesn't make any sense. So they've recruited the offensive line well. The offensive line has played horribly. They don't have bodies in the middle of the defense, like you said. They have one really good big player in Bustafer behind him. Really tiny guys. You can't beat Ohio State and Michigan that way. Um, the ends are inexperienced. The linebackers somehow are under-recruited. I don't know how that happened because you can get pretty much any linebacker you want from the state of Pennsylvania. There's four stars that are growing on trees here. Um, so it's just one of those teams. If Sean Clifford plays really well, they're going to beat somebody you're, you're completely surprised by. If he plays poorly or he's hurt, they're going to lose to anyone. So um, I would definitely take the under eight and a half just because. And like I said, adding Manny Diaz to this equation just, just makes the chaos machine go even that much wilder. I didn't like the, the Franklin negotiations, the way it went over a course of three years. I would have not given him that longer contract because he basically proved that he, he wanted to leverage money rather than be here. I mean, he's publicly negotiating when they're fourth in the nation. That's not a guy you want leading your program. So we're just going to basically have to sit back and watch this play out over the next couple of years. He keeps recruiting well. They're extremely talented. They need to start playing to that level of recruiting. Yeah, good 5-0 and start. Then they went 2-6 and six by the end. Kind of what Penn State does. I had them under last year. I won money on them. I'll get to my what I'm going to do here in a second. Another big stat I, you know, diving into this, they're seven and 17 against Michigan State, Michigan, Ohio State. Well, that's not good. That gets a lot of people fired, not more money. Clifford, not bad quarterback. Seems like another guy that's been there forever. Offensive line, it's not good. It's not going to be good. You know, diving into this, 44 sacks last year, no 100-yard rushers. They brought in a talented kid, Singleton, running back. You got Parker Washington, pretty good wide receiver. I think they brought in a, a transfer wide receiver that's supposed to be pretty good. You know, I, I, I have it down in the notebook, too. Manny Diaz, I broke big question mark. Jason just hit on it. I, I'm not a big Manny Diaz fan. You know, I, I just don't see it. I'm not a... You know, I'm not a big Franklin fan. I think the guy can recruit. Yes, I think he's one of the best recruiters in the game. Can he coach? I haven't seen it. Not because I'm a Michigan fan and I'm trying to bash people at Penn State and a lot of my friends are Penn State fans. I don't see it. You know, the key game, I think, is the opening game at Purdue. I, I see a loss there. I think that's a trouble spot there. Uh, Auburn, a lot of people aren't high on Auburn. They, they're picking them to be last in the SEC. Well, I, I think that's trouble. I, I still don't see that's a good spot there. I, I don't see this. Eight and a half. Best thing I see is eight out of the – I see eight wins as the high. 
I have him seven and five. I, I'm this is another one I'm playing again this year. I'm taking another year. I'm going to win again. Penn State on the under. The the fun game will be September 24th against Central Michigan because Central Michigan is actually really good on both lines and they've got Uncle Lou at running back and they ran all over Washington State, a Power Five team fairly. But what I'm saying is that they are going to catch them coming off Auburn the week before, beat up after going down and playing an SEC team in Alabama. And I'll tell you, that game is going to scare the living crap out of me. And all I'm going to say is Jason on our show last year in conferences said that me and him agreed and said Pitt was going to beat Tennessee and then they were going to lose to Western Michigan and he called it. He called it. So people, you better listen right now. He called Pitt losing to Western Michigan last year. He's saying Penn State's going to lose to Central Michigan this year or the spread. Jump on it. I love it. I know my directional Michigans. Love it. Putting money on it right now. So this is a perfect segue. Here's why I put Penn State as the four instead of my three team in Sparty, Michigan State. Because I think the game of the year that you just talked about, Jake Cam, I think is November 26th, Michigan State at Penn State. I think that is these two teams are going to get there at both probably seven and four. And this is where somebody gets to the eight and four mark. Can't have a tie. So I'm higher on Sparty, and here's why. Uh, they have all Big Ten wide receiver Jaden Reed. The Big Ten has no really, really good passing attacks other than, of course, Ohio State, which we'll get to. Peyton Thorne, if I had to give you a guess, I'm going to guess you did not know holds the school record for touchdown throws in a year with 27. I actually think he's much improved, and with him, the, him throwing at the Reed, look out. They're really good in the trenches, not great, just really good. But they're weak on the back end, so I think this is a team that's actually going to try to post some overs. Um, Cal Holiday is a tackling machine on defense. Their D-line's good enough where they can muck it up. I'm actually going to give Sparty 8-4 and four the slight edge over Penn State this year. Yeah, I mean, the reason I don't think Michigan State, they lost some. Um, when you watched them play last year, there's times where you they did not look like what their record was. Like, you know, they got up for bigger games. They got completely steamrolled by Ohio State. I don't know what they were on the day they played Michigan where they just answered every punch. Um, Payne Thorne looks like to me a lot like Sean Clifford. So I don't know. He's a guy who's going to win you a lot of games. They had the biggest impact transfer of all last year with the running back um, who's since left to the NFL, Kenneth Walker, who was just dynamic and made everything work for them. And you're right. They do have a good offensive line. I don't think they have a back his quality. Derek Broussard is going to be okay. Um, but five close wins last year. Three plus three on net upsets, uh, minus 63 yards per game in Big Ten play. So there's a lot of things that are pointing for regression to a little bit to the mean for them. I, I think the defense is good. I don't think it's great. Um, and they gave up a ton of yards last year. That's with a running game and a good offense. So I just think, like I said, I, I, this is like you just said, I think you're right. It's going to come down to that game to determine who's three and who's four. I have mistaken Penn State on that instead. But maybe, like I said, they blow some of these games on the road like I'm thinking they might. It might be Sparty at number three. What do you got, Smitty? Yeah, I think it's it's an interesting team. I, You know, Thorne, like Matt said, you know, not a bad 27 touchdowns last year. You lose your big-time running back. But I think, you know, the one thing Mel Tucker has done with this team is he's brought in a lot of transfers in, done a lot with the defense. Uh, he's brought in uh, Broussard from Colorado, the running back, Berger from Wisconsin as the running back. I think the secondary was a mess last year. That was one of the biggest things on defense. They just could not stop anybody in the passing game at all. Schedule-wise, key game at Washington. I haven't dove in really into the Pac-12 yet. So I'm not going to say, but that's always a tough spot to go to. Back-to-back weeks, you know, October 8th, Ohio State, Wisconsin, both at home. But those are two tough games. Then you head to Michigan. So that's a tough little stretch there in the schedule, I believe, in that. I I, I had them win total, seven and a half in my book. I, I think it was at 135. Some sites, you know, some people are saying eight and four. I had them right at seven and five. So I had them on the under. Could I see this team getting to eight and four? Yes, I could. I would lean a little bit on the under here. It's not, I'm not playing it. 
my advice, if you want to play this team, I would take a chance seven and five. I think they got the, one of the best coaches right now. His mojo's high. Recruiting well, getting good transfers in. Michigan State's in the right direction where they're heading with this, uh, with Mel Tucker as the coach. All right, last two squads. Very controversial with the uh, notebook wagering crew here. Second team out of the East, we have the Michigan Wolverines. Jim Khaki Harbaugh, eighth year. Good year last year. Supposedly going to be a better year this year. We're going to throw a couple barbs. This team's schedule is basically the Minnesota State Screaming Eagles, led by Hayden Fox kind of schedule this year. <laughs> Colorado State, Hawaii, Connecticut, Maryland. Holy smokes. 4-0. Head to Iowa at Indiana. Then they got Penn State, Michigan State, tough in the middle. Rutgers, Nebraska, Illinois, of course, and with Ohio State. The Rivers over under nine and a half. Slight lean for me is to go over. I probably will not play it, but that schedule is just too easy. Here's my one downfall with this squad. I really think they might have the second best skill players with Blake Corum and then Bell at wide receiver. The problem is I am not as high on somebody on this podcast with Cade McNamara. He just doesn't cut it for me. And I think that's where they're going to slack in a game or two and i i potentially see a slip up somewhere i would actually lean i hate to say it if i had to pick a win total i'd probably go nine and three i'm hoping for ten and two and a nice new year's day bowl at the gator bowl against oklahoma state again j cam go ahead i'm i'm a little frustrated i don't see this team getting over the hump again being a michigan back i'm I'm torn with this team because i do think the record is going to be really good at the end of the year i don't think they're near the quality of the team they were last year i don't think the defense could be as good because they just lost so much i mean ajabu and hutchinson are off to the nfl the interior of the defensive line should be really good so it should be tough to run on them but you got to wonder where the sacks are going to come from but they've got kids but they just haven't produced um, same thing with the linebacker position. They've lost guys who were like keys of their program, like uh, Josh Ross, just not there. Like that, that last team last year was an old veteran team who was really burst in Harbaugh's schemes. And now you're kind of transitioning to a younger team, especially on defense. Um, the offense will be better because you get back Ronnie Bell. So you upgrade the wide receiver position that was kind of shaky last year. I think they lost a lot with the running back moved on. I'm trying to remember Haskins, who I thought – really was the guy they kind of leaned on when they needed the offense to kind of carry the defense with those few brief times when they did. Uh, he kind of really set a tone. Uh, the, the backs they have just aren't that kind of power back. They're kind of smaller guys. And like I said, I just don't think the quarterback position is very dynamic. I think that showed against the game against Georgia is that they got, those guys could not make plays. And there's a lot of schools in that position, but it's just like, if you're going to beat Ohio state, you know, they've got a playmaker at that position. Granted you, you took them out last year when that kid was a freshman, but, you know, he's, got, he's been in the Ohio State-Michigan game now under his belt. He's ready to go. I just think they're going to go maybe one loss leaning into the Ohio State game, but I just don't think they're the same quality team they were last year. My inside sources have Colorado State, UConn, and Hawaii, one of the best teams in the nation this year, just to let everybody know. Now, let's go into this serious here. I think this team, the offense is going to be just dynamite. I love this, where this team's going. I don't care. You don't have to have a guy that's going to throw for 400 yards because they're not going to need it. I think the starting quarterback, McNamara, is going to be fine. He doesn't turn the ball over. He's not flashy. Nothing great. McCarthy's coming off shoulder surgery. Hopefully, he's ready to go. He brings the, the speed a little bit. The running can change it up a little bit. Love both running backs. Corm's a stud. Edwards is just fantastic out of the backfield catching the football. Now, here's the thing with the running backs that scares me. Haskins was more of a pound kind of back. He can really pound you. They're more a little bit speed. Edwards, I think, though, is the real deal. Can really catch, can be flashy. Love the wide receivers. Really gained last year with Bell being out. Now you get Bell back. Bell's just fantastic. Tight end's fantastic. Offensive line's going to be just dynamite again. I agree. The defense is nowhere near going to be what the defense. They're going to give up points. They're going to score a lot of points. I think it's going to be some high scoring games this year. Defense, I don't think, you know, I think they'll be okay, but they're going to give up some big plays here. Do I think they're going to beat Ohio State? I hate to say it. I don't think they are. You're going to hear me talk about Ohio State here in a minute. They're going to be very good. I love the nine and a half. I went win total last year over Michigan. I was a winner. 
I'm going to do it again because it's another easy winner. They will go 10 and 2 or 11 and 1. They will not be, they're not going to win this year. I'm sorry to say that, but they're still going to be very good. Easy schedule, but what can you do? It happens in sports. A lot of teams have easy schedules. We'll move past that. But I love this team. I think they're going to be good. 10 and 2, 11 and 1, but they're not the best team in this side of the division. I mean, you look at it, they get Sparty at at Ann Arbor. They get Penn State at Ann Arbor. They get Nebraska at Ann Arbor. The only game really that scares you is Iowa on the road because Iowa just tends to do that to teams there. But, you know, they're way better than Iowa. It's, it's if they get caught in one of the – You would hope. You would hope. Iowa, like, Iowa you know. Boarfest where nobody can do anything and, and it's 17-9 in the fourth quarter and you're wondering what – why you wasted yeah. your whole Saturday watching the game? Well, yeah, exactly. You're like, I could have been outside doing something, or I could have spent I time with anything. my kids. I could have spent time with my kids. I wasted three <laughs> hours today. No, and you know, here's the thing we always say about it too: is they're college kids. You know, they're college kids, and you could say they're, you know, they're supposed to be. Uh, they're college kids. Sometimes they have a bad weekend, like everybody does, and sometimes they don't. I think, like I said. 10 and 2, 11 and 1. Matt said a great thing as I started laughing because they're always in like the Gator Bowl or something if they don't get in. It's like the Gator Bowl or the Outback Bowl or something like that if they don't get in it. Still going to be a great year. Is it going to be last year's? No, because the defense, you know, Jason, and then I'm done because this is my team. So I'm passionate about them. Ross was a big player too. You huge. thought of the two outside guys. Ross was really good. Um, I'm losing the guy that was in the second secondary that was drafted Hill. I think it was Hill. Um, You know, they just had so many good guys on that defense that, but again, I said it to these guys in a text, the big 10 to me, we're breaking down these, the offenses aren't that powerful. Now, if they get in against like Georgia, like they did and you saw it, they get exposed. I hate to say it. They do. All right, boys, last team. Nothing pains me more than having to talk glowingly about the Ohio State Buckeyes. It's like rooting for the Mets or liking the Cowboys. It just sucks. So 11 and 2 um, is what I have. Phil, Phil, Phil Steele has them at. The Rivers total has them over 11 and a half. And I hate to say it, I'm going over. I'm going over easy. I actually think this team is probably going to average 45 points a game, drop huge numbers on people. I don't think anybody on their schedule actually comes within a touchdown of them. Maybe some backdoor cover to get in there, and I don't even know who it is. I don't think Michigan does it, and I think after last year when they lost, I think it's going to be a huge run up the score on them. Sure, they lost people. They lost um, two wide receivers, um, Alave and Wilson. But they have Jackson Smith and Jigba, Travion Henderson running the ball, Marvin Harrison. This offense is just loaded. CJ Stroud's the Heisman Trophy favorite. They're all their O line is big and good, not great. They're they're not like total mammoths like they've had in the past. The defense is good enough, also not great, but it's gonna be. It, it plays in the Big Ten. It, I I'm sorry. I think this team steamrolls right into a final four spot. And I actually think I would actually lean this squad to win the national title this year, as much as I actually want to cry saying. Yeah. The one thing, like, I don't think they're quite as good as people think they are. Like they may be the second best college football team, but they're not on the par. I think with Alabama, like, I think that people are making that connection a little too easily. They have recruited that well. But these kids have not played that level. The kids at the wide receiver, besides Smith and Jigba, haven't done anything. Like, you know, um, Marvin Harrison, I think, was, what, the fifth best wide receiver coming out his year. Julian Fleming from Pennsylvania was number one. Those guys have been there for a couple of years, and, you, you you know, they haven't made plays. Now, granted, they've been squeezed out by the guys in front of them, but what I'm saying is that those guys have to show that they can do it, and they probably will. But they still have Trevion Henderson, so they're going to be fine, which is him, Smith, and Jigba, and Stroud coming back. Um, the line isn't quite as good as it's been in recent past. The secondary definitely hasn't isn't as good as it's been. And like I said, the, the recruiting numbers next to these kids are pretty low. I mean, these are good kids, and like they have not played to that level that you expect out of that defense. So I know they've changed coordinators a few times over the years, and maybe there might be some scheme confusion going on because they've gone from a lot of heavy man coverage 
Then they went to kind of a mixed look, and now they're going to this guy from Oklahoma State, who I think is getting a little too much hype um, for being a, a, a problem solver. Like I said, they have talent everywhere, but they, the talent needs to start playing up on defense a little bit better. Like they should be pushing around these schools because they are far better. They're like two notches ahead of everybody except for Michigan at this point, and they're one notch ahead of them. Um, I like I said, they're going to roll through the Big Ten. They're going to end up in the playoff, but like I said, it will be interesting to see what happens when they get there because I just really think that these kids need to play at a different level. Yeah, it's a big year, I think, for Day. I mean, you can win Big Ten championships, but Ohio State, you need to win national championships. I like, you know, the offense. They just, the two wide receivers are lights out. And then you add, like Jason named um, Harrison there also. Quarterback's a stud. Very good chance he might win the Heisman this year. Henderson is unbelievable. I mean, there's another one if you want to take a chance of with a running back winning the Heisman on a ticket there. I like that. Offensive line. A little question marks. The depths, I don't think the depth is uh, fantastic there if you get an injury or two on that. Defense, I think Jason said it extremely well. Defense has been iffy. Now, they brought in Jim Knowles out of Oklahoma State that had a, you know, they had great defense last year at Oklahoma State. Does he change some things? The talent is there. The recruiting is unbelievable. I think they steamroll. My book has it at 10 and a half minus 230 so you're laying a big number but like matt said i think it's easy money i i, I mean to 10 and a half i think they go 12 and 0 I, I if they lose any i'm sorry they play notre dame first week right now i think they're a double digit favorite what what they're gonna be a double digit favorite in most games now the michigan game at the end of the year that's always tight and i think it's gonna be a good game and could that go? But I just don't see it. I just don't. I have them going 12 and out. I think it's an easy over. You're laying a lot, but I think if you throw a lot of money in there, you're going to get, you're going to make some money on this. I think Ohio State is that good. Now, Jason, I think made a great point too. When they get in the playoffs, are they going to be as good as Alabama, where a lot of people think Alabama is this year? You know, like that. I don't know. I mean, Maybe I think the offense is going to be there. The defense is the question mark. It's been the question mark the last couple of years. I think they're fine in the Big Ten. I think they'll book it. I think they'll go way over the win total. I think they're going to be a really good team and they'll be in the playoffs. I mean, I think the Notre Dame game is huge for them in that they're kind of ahead of Notre Dame right now. Notre Dame turned over their entire coaching staff, kind of doing a little bit of a regime change with Kelly moving on. This is a position where Ohio State's already, like you said, double-digit point favorite they need to go out there and kick their ass. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like they need to go show the defense is going to play mean. It's going to be physical. You can't run on them anymore. Like some teams were able to last year and like kids are going to play up to their recruiting pedigree. If that game is like 31, 17 or 31, 24 and Ohio state wins, I think they have a problem where they've kind of lost their culture on defense a little bit where they're just not intimidating bad guys. Like they were, I think you kind of see that. And I think that's kind of Ryan day's personality I think, you know, no one loves Urban Meyer, but he was a bit of a tyrant. And I think when tyrants do, they kind of make guys play that way. Um, I, they might be just too much of an emotionally intelligent coach to kind of have a defense that that's mean. That's what I want to see. I want to see him go out because I think they're catching Notre Dame at a good time before Freeman can really get everything going. They should be able to stomp them and kind of have that dominant victory to start their season. If they don't. I think there's going to be some they're going to somebody's going to get them before Michigan. Maybe it's Wisconsin. Maybe it's somebody who could just run the ball down their throats. It's like I said, they still don't match up great with Michigan if Michigan can run the football. Bold. Well, I just want to do three quick points on this team before we wrap it up. I, I believe down the stretch they averaged 6.5 yards per carry, and I think you killed it in our fantasy draft. with uh, I believe you have uh, Henderson, the running back, stacked in for this year. I think he's going to just go off. I think he'd be a legit Heisman contender if Stroud wasn't there. And I also think he's going to probably lose votes to uh, Jigba, uh, Smith and Jigba. Second, uh, the young Marvin Harrison, if you didn't notice in the uh, bowl game, he had 139 yards and three touchdowns. I think he's absolutely going to tear it up. And I'll give you that look. I see it. I think Smitty had five catches for 59 yards. <laughs> <laughs> 
And then, and then one quick other point. They also have a really good special team. They might have the best kicker or the second best kicker in the Big Ten, which gives them just a slight edge in any close games. I, I hate how good these guys are on paper. I probably might disagree with you a little bit when it comes down to the Bamas of the world. I actually think this year there's going to be some step backs, and I think we're going to have a little more of an even playing field when we get down to the Final Four this year. Oh, I can't wait until we dive in more conferences. Absolutely. I can't wait. All right, that's all I got, boys. We hit our hour mark. Uh, you guys got anything else you want to touch on real quick? No, I just can't wait. I, again, I think it's the one side. My recap of this whole thing diving into this is you got really one good side, and I think they'll whoever comes out of that, I think it, again, will be Ohio State. But it, if it's Ohio State, Michigan, I think you're going to have them winning it again over a Wisconsin, Iowa, whoever on the other side. That's for sure. Hey, Cam, anything? No, I think we're at, we're at 41 days till college football. So, yeah, dog days of August. Uh, we're a little risky with our Big Ten West picks. We're, t- we're going against the, uh, the old guard, kind of picking the up and coming team. So, I hope that holds out. Um, I have Wisconsin. Go, Wisconsin. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Graham Mertz for Heisman. Let's go. Oh, God, Lord. <laughs> All right, boys. Good show. Uh, thanks, listeners. Check us out on Twitter at Notebook Wagering. Smitty's handle is at Smitty Bucks. Jcam's handle is at Notebook Wagering. Jcam, I am at if you follow Matt. And hey, like we always say, bang your bookies, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Notebook Wagering Podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any episodes and be sure to follow at Notebook Wagering. Until next time.